Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants? And get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. When my son was 15 months old, he still wasn't walking. He was a big kid. When he was born, it was he was born over 10 pounds, and he looked like a six-month-old. I seriously was worried to death that something was wrong with this child. At the playground, I confided in a mom that, you know, I looked up to her, and she looked at me, and she's like, look, I know it's easy to compare your kids to other kids, but look at him. He's fine. He just doesn't want to walk. So people would ask, well, how old is your kid? And I'd be like, oh, he's one because he wasn't two yet. (laughs) And within days, she was right. He was walking. And there's no set rules on anything. See, people do things in their own time. I had a teen who was an epic procrastinator. And I know no matter what, right, I have tried to help that kid, right? And he just had the don't want to's. And then I talked to Karen Stubbs of Birds on a Wire Moms, who was an incredible mentor to me. And she completely changed how I looked on the situation with my procrastinating teen. I had a conversation with him and he said that day, he goes, mom, I have never felt so understood. On today's episode, I am interviewing Doris Swift. She's a married mom and grandma of six, a graduate of Liberty University, an author, speaker, and host of the Fierce Calling podcast. She's passionate about equipping women to walk deeper in God's word, from doubt to their calling, to use their gifts to impact the world. Doris, you are a ray of sunshine. I am so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I am a wife to Brian, and we've been married a long time, and we have two (laughs) adult, wonderful kids, a son and a daughter, who also have their own families now, so I have six grandkids who affectionately call me Gammy, and I'm also an author and a speaker and a podcast host, so I've got a full plate, but it's a blessed one. You have an amazing podcast called The Fierce Calling. And tell me, what is the name of your book? Okay. Well, Fierce Calling is the podcast name. And that was originally the book that I was writing. I thought it was supposed to be a book, but it turns out it was supposed to be a podcast. Now, I did publish a book back in 2016. I self-published a book calling, uh, which was called Goodbye Regret, Forgiving Yourself of Past Mistakes. And currently working on a Bible a Bible um, study called "Surrender the Joy Stealers" and rediscovering the Jesus joy in you. So working on those things, Um, but yeah, fierce calling is where I talk with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, which is what I define as a fierce calling, and using their gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because there's so many women out there who are sitting on the sidelines, feeling they can't be used by God. But um, I so enjoyed having you on the show, Stephanie. So people need to check that episode out. Yes, we had a great time. Well, you know, talk to me a little bit about what you call an I Got You Mom. Okay. Well, I didn't really know that that's what 
I was trying to be originally, but my grandkids, as I said, they affectionately call me Gammy. And my oldest grandson, when I would need help with something, you know how the kids can help you with techie stuff or whatever. And he would say, I got you, Gammy. And, you know, whenever I needed help with something. And it just brought such a comfort level to me knowing somebody is going to help me. I have help on the way, you know. And so I just feel like we need to kind of be that to our kids. And I got you, mom, knowing that, you know, that that will be here when they need us. Um, but we're, we're here all the time for them, but not necessarily to keep them from experiencing consequences of actions and things like that, but that they will be able to come to us and feel comfortable and comforted by being able to reach out. Yeah, we all need that. I got you, mom, right? That mom that's just like you look at her and you think, I want to be like that type of mom where her kids, her her home, her house. It's not that she has everything perfect, but it's actually the opposite. She's just she's doing her best and she's maybe a couple of steps ahead of us on the journey. She's authentic, right? She's just that person that you're like, hey, how do you do it? Or what are your tips and hacks, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's just so important that we um, look at each other for what are some of the good things that are working in our lives that we can share and just bestow on other moms who are searching and needing help too. Like what you had mentioned in the introduction, you know, that helped you with a situation that you had going on. But I feel like too, for the kids to know that when things get tough, that we will be there for them. We're not perfect. We're not in any way going to always do the right thing. As a matter of fact, oftentimes we mess up, but when we're following just how the Lord leads us and the Holy Spirit leads us for, you know, parenting and loving our kids well, I think loving our kids well is that we're there for them and that they know if they get into a situation where they're not quite sure what they need to do, that they can come to us and we can give them honest feedback and we can you know, be loving to them, but also have a balance of grace and truth. Oh, that's so true. Sometimes we're trying to, you know, have that social media noteworthy life. And it's like, take this picture, take this picture, do that, you know, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, those Christmas photos just took me out, you know, with all of us trying to match and look right. And it's like, this isn't even real. And we look back on some of these pictures. I'm like, gosh, we were just mad at each other. Um, <laughs> right? Here's the best ones where it wasn't perfect. You know, when the kids are like all yancy and people are making funny faces and all of that, because that's real life. Yes, that's it adds so much character to things. Exactly. You know, when my firstborn was six months old, my life, it just felt like a blur. I remember thinking what my life just went from corporate to staying at home. And it was like green beans and trying to, you know, crying kids. And I thought, how did I get here? And it just felt like my brain fog was at epic proportions. And for me, I met this woman from church and she seemed to have this perfectly put together life. I mean, I couldn't find anything wrong with this woman. And she just had no complaints. She would show up to Bible study with her homemade blueberries. And I thought, oh, she seems like the perfect person. She made it look effortless. 
And I felt exactly the opposite. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to invite her to lunch. I'm going to share my story. And in my vulnerability, I was crying and I was overwhelmed and exhausted. And I carefully placed, you know, my hands, my pain in her hands. And I shared the struggles of those sleepless nights and midnight feedings. And she just looks at me with this anger in her voice. And she said, I have no idea what you're talking about. She actually looked perplexed, like she was annoyed that I thought she had some kind of crack in her persona. And I remember putting my little son in his car seat and I left that day feeling like like a lonely, like a little puppy that had been dropped off on the side of the road. And for me, that was my pivotal point in my life that I thought, if I can figure this out, if I can figure motherhood out, and even when I don't and I mess up, I'm going to share it with the world because I want to help other moms. Did you ever have a pivotal moment? Well, you know, I experienced a teen pregnancy. And sometimes we think about the things that our kids could go through and what is the worst things that can happen and this and that. And when this happened in my life, it was with someone that um, was older than me and he wasn't quite the person that he portrayed himself to be. And things just really went awry. And I just remember that my mom was there and she did not scold me. She did not criticize me. She just loved me. And not everyone has that. But years later, I had the same thing happen in our family with my daughter. And so that just that pivotal moment of when it happened to me and then when it happened to her, you know, just I knew what she was going through. So we can relate to our kids if we really think back as to how we experience things and just to be there and be that mom that is willing to listen and have the fruit of the spirit. That is really the essence of, you know, being like Jesus. We want to be kind and patient and not that we shouldn't be, you know, disciplining our kids because I'm not saying that at all, but there's a way to do it. And sometimes we just need to get to the root of what is going on in their lives because it might be something that we're just dealing with surface stuff. Like, why aren't you cleaning your room? Why aren't you obeying me? Why aren't you listening? And maybe there's something deeper going on that we really need to sit down and have a talk about, uh, you know, that we can uncover. I love this because, you know, having that I've gotcha, that unconditional love, that grace, because oftentimes, you know, if we look at it and we go, okay, I'm scared to tell mom that this happened. Or I mean, if they can't tell you, who can they tell? You know, (laughs) and we've got to see the bigger picture here that life is more about creating memories and building a legacy. We're trying to create these awesome relationships with our kids. And sometimes it's easy to think that they're going to always be seven or 10 or 12 or 17, but they won't. They grow up into being their own customized humans and if we're like oh you spilt the milk or oh you did this thing and we have no grace for them and we're just dogging them at every turn because we're trying to quote lead them and guide them to be the best person they can be but we're not really being the best person we can be right and when we've got that unconditional love and grace we're building those relationships that like now you know you've got this great relationship with your daughter and you've got these wonderful six grandchildren right Mm-hmm. Yes. And and with my son, too, uh, because, you know, their teen years were challenging, I'll have to say. And 
they have just become such awesome adults. And when we are parenting our kids, we're thinking about not only what's happening in the moment, but the end game. Like, what do the kids need for them to sustain adulthood, you know, to be the person that God created them to be? And sometimes we can find ourselves being overcritical about things or saying things that could be hurtful, and we don't really realize the damage that those things can do. So there's a there's a way that we can do it in a loving manner and still get the same results or better results. <laughs> Absolutely. So what would you say are the characteristics of an I Got You Mom? Well, I think, um, as I said earlier, having the fruit of the Spirit and just being patient and being kind and just being willing to show them things when we're vulnerable, you know, our vulnerability, like being humble about when things happen, like when we're wrong, that we would admit that. And I think the characteristics of this mom is someone that just reflects the love of Jesus and having been with him and not to compare ourselves to other moms, basically, because that can be a really difficult thing when we see like, oh, that mom does it so much better, but we can just actually have a conversation like you did with other moms. But, um, you know, just to, to remember that everything that we say, we can't really take back. And we only have a short time with those children that have been entrusted to us. And so uh, just to be sure to listen, be patient, be kind, and just um, try to understand what is going on in their world. It's so true because I have four teenagers now and (laughs) that could be a challenge within itself because now they have their own, you know, attitudes and their own, you know, how they want to make decisions and their own opinions. And, you know, when they were little, it was just like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And they're like, yay. (laughs) But now I have to like think a lot more. I can't say because I said so. Now I have to really, when they come in and they're like, okay, this happened or that happened, or this is the situation or the circumstance. I have to pull back and go, okay, Lord, just give me the words to say, because the more you pound someone, they're, they're not going to receive anything. They're just going to close up. But the more that you are loving to them and you open up and you're like, hey, you know, some of these things happen in my life or um, the, I remember the first time I apologized to my kid when they were little and they're like, oh, mom said she's sorry, you know, but you're mom. And I'm like, but I'm human and I mess up too. And they just couldn't believe that. <laughs> so important and it it is so precious too that we have also been entrusted with the gospel and to disciple our children and so it is so important for them to find their own faith and why they believe what they believe and like you were saying earlier when we ask kids to do something or or we say that something's going to happen it's like because i said so well the other approach it kind of reminds me apologetics it's like well why do we need to do this? Why are we doing this? And sometimes parents don't feel like they need to give excuses or give explanations to their kids. But I think it's very helpful when we can actually do that. That's totally true. What is it? Proverbs 22, 6 says, direct your child in the path that he should go. And that when he is older, they won't leave you. And exactly. that's, they're the fruits of our labor. I mean, they're, they're the reason, the why, you know, every morning we wake up and we give into them every single day. And, And, uh, you know, so we want to do everything we can to create good relationships with them. Well, how do I find 
Like if I'm looking for another mom that's that's similar or something, a person that I want to look up to as a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, are there places we can find these moms? I mean, have you, you know, it's kind of like finding the tribe. They say that you are the average of the five people you most hang out with. Where do we find these women? Yeah, there there are so many ministries out there for parenting and helping um, moms to navigate different waters that we go through in the different seasons yeah. in our lives. And and I love how you brought that scripture up, the Proverbs 22, 6, because the word train in there is actually the Hebrew word is to train, um, to dedicate. And when you think about it, it's like when you train someone to do something, you um, actually show them how to do it. You, you're doing it yourself, and that's how they learn. And so that is so important. And I found that there are some really great mentors out there, like Connie Albers. She has a book called Parenting Beyond the Rules, and she also has a website with resources that you can check that out. And um, Leanne Mancini, she has um, a ministry where she has a podcast called Raising Christian Kids, and um, she also has a blog about that. Um, there are so many different great books and resources out there, like The Power of a Praying Parent by Stormy L. Martin and Grace Parent, Grace-Based Parenting by Tim Kimmel. So those are just some of the um, places that you can go and resources for, you know, kind of finding out what's going on out there and, and connecting and you know, they also have Facebook groups that you can get involved in. So that it's so important to have community. I love that. I know Leanne um, Mancini, I was at a women's retreat at her home last year. It was so amazing. And she's one of the writers of the Adventures of the Sea Kids. Mm-hmm. So, so good. People need to check that out. Well, I love that because women are everywhere. Women that we are looking to be like or be mentored by or they're everywhere. They're like a hidden treasure. They just have to be found. I mean, sometimes they're at a football game or your tennis or, you know, the kids' classes or a Bible study. I mean, we just have to be open. Sometimes we just have to be the first one to say hello when we walk into a room because it's so easy thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, I think oftentimes when we, you know, when we're exhausted or we don't create space to breathe, that's when we become the opposite of the I got you mom, you know, and that's when we start like hollering at the kids and when we're late and we don't prepare and we don't have margin in our life, that's when it escalates. So I think there are lots of ways and, and, uh, you know, creating boundaries, establishing boundaries in our lives where it's like, okay, I'm going to learn to say no more. (laughs) Even if it's a different way to say no more, uh, no, instead of just saying no, but being like, oh, thank you so much for, you know, asking me, but I can't at this time, or, oh, I hate to miss the fun, but I'll be unable to. So we've got to really uh, protect our island, right? Exactly. Yeah, boundaries are so important. And, and just really getting into the Word and showing our kids in the Word of God, like, how they can apply that to their own lives. Like in the Philippians 4 passage, the 4 through 9, where, you know, it'll it'll just tell us to rejoice always, and then how it tells us not to be anxious and and just present thanksgiving and requests to God. And and also then it goes on to tell us what we should be thinking on. So as kids learn these things, they can learn to navigate life and their experiences. And it really also helps the relationship between the parent and child that way too. 
That's right. It's it's all about developing the relationship. When you've got that, they know you've got your back. You know, there is such there's such greatness in knowing that your parents have loyalty towards you and not just believe whoever whoever else, you know, stranger on the street said this is what happened. It's like you listen to your child and hear what they have to say, give them the benefit of a doubt and you work it out. You know, no one's going to die today. We are going to work this out. And we're going to have a good future. What is that scripture, a uh, future and a hope? Is that Jeremiah 29.11? that says that, that God will give us a future and a hope, not to harm us. So that is exciting. Well, I think it's very important to be um, authentic. And, you know, oftentimes on social media, it just it's just a constant like everybody's smiling, everybody's happy, everybody's, 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 everybody, you know, and you're like, Wonder what they're doing today because I hadn't heard from them in about three days. Like, <laughs> if they're anything like mine, we are. It's like, okay, who's washing the dishes? It's Monday, you know. We have to go look at the list, and sometimes they have to be reminded, or or they'll take the car, but they didn't ask. You know, that's the teenage life for me. And so we have to have rules and regulations and and consequences. But at the same time, love is everything. If you do it in love, that's when they hear you. Someone said a while back, you know, when you have a, you know, if someone cuts you off on the interstate and you're like, oh, and I've seen cars like road rage or try to chase them or do things, which is not wise. But look, no one is going to listen to you. Like they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? You were right. I shouldn't have cut you off. They're just not going to listen to you because you don't have that relationship or a connection. But when you do, people are more like, oh, they've got a listening ear. So what would be some of the. I don't know. Let's see. So today you're offering three steps on how to become this type of mom to mm-hmm. another. So what what are some of your three steps? I think first of all is to listen well, because so often we want to do all the talking and we it's hard sometimes to listen, you know, to just be still and listen and just share what they have to say. And I think it'll be surprising to some kids to actually have an opportunity to have a voice. And so listen well, um, try to understand what they're, they're saying and where they're coming from, because oftentimes we try to formulate what we're going to say next, and we don't really listen to what's being said to us. So just listen well, and that will give us a lot of different clues and things as to what next steps could be or what we need to talk about. Um, and then number two, I would say live what you say and be authentic with your kids, because you you have to show them that you are, first of all, Christians are always being accused of being hypocrites all the time, you know, so live your life in uh, a way that is pleasing to God and also that the kids can see. They can see when you're having a bad day, but how do you handle that? You know, they can see those things. And the third one is to be authentic and let them see your scr- struggles and that's how they learn and that's how they can grow. Uh, so just to be authentic with them and be open and, you know, if you're, ha- if you mess up, like you said earlier, you apologized to one of the kids and they were so surprised, but yeah, just to be humble and to be able to explain, you know, well, this happened or that happened, or, you know, we don't have to tell people everything, but we can be authentic. And I think it's so important when our kids see that modeled, um, cause they see what happens behind closed doors as well as what happens on social media. (laughs) So true. So number one is listen well. Number two is live what you say. And number three is be authentic. 
All right. Well, in the last minute here, tell me, do you have any favorite books, scriptures, resources, and how do people contact you? Okay, sure. Yeah, for one thing, I that one uh, scripture that you mentioned in Proverbs 22.6, I, I love that too because when you train up a child, it is true that they will remember what you've taught them. You, They will remember things and it will come to their remembrance. When they get into a situation, they'll actually hear what they have learned. They'll hear your voice in the background and, you know, the Lord will bring it back to their remembrance. So I think that's important, especially when we have kids that might stray off the path for a while. Um, and so just to basically trust God, we just have to surrender our kids to the Lord because surrender is so key. And they really belong to him. So I would say that scripture verse is amazing. And then the Philippians passage that I mentioned earlier, um, Philippians 4, 4 through 9, because those are just great teaching tools. And just you want to take advantage of those teachable moments with them. And those are really life-giving things. That's wonderful. How do people contact you? I can be reached at dariswift.com. That is also the home of the Fierce Calling podcast. I have a contact page there and and other links to the uh, books I mentioned and um, also uh, speaking and things like that. So that is pretty much where you can connect with me on all points. You know, Doris, you are a ray of sunshine, and I just appreciate you hanging out with us today. Until next time. Thank you, Stephanie. This has been so fun. It's just been a pleasure. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at four or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.